It is a delight to have you listening to us. Thank you so much for joining us again. My name is Robin and this is my friend Ben. Hey, it's good to be here again. And we are back for part two. We promised we would be here for part two. Uh, We are joined again uh, by Michael Tinker, uh, who's joined us from his shed in Somerset. Um, You can't see it. Only the Patreon subscribers can see that. Um, Michael, it's great that you're back. We we left to pick up a conversation that we started last time in a moment. But you've got another joke for us, I believe. Oh, yeah. Um, What cheese do you use to hide a horse? Mascarpone. There it is. Brilliant. I'm I'm so sorry if you are lactose intolerant and these jokes are offending you. (laughs) Um, You know, there is a perhaps we could put up a helpline at the end. Uh, for people who are who are affected by these issues, um, we left it we left it dangling last time, didn't we? Um, and we left it dangling over how, over the question of um, most a, a lot of dads um, who might be listening to this have like yourself, Michael, like Ben, like me, but have both the kind of primary school age children, but also some who think they're kind of too too cool for school now. Um, perhaps don't want to listen to Baby Shark for eight hours going down the motorway who wants to listen to shark anyway. well there is that but um and would put all kids songs christian or otherwise in the baby shark zone that's not for me i left that behind how do you navigate that discussion um where actually you know as a dad you want to put you maybe want to put some some christian music on for some of the journey um and um and the, the younger ones want to listen to some some kids Christian music, but the older ones are grumbling and will grumble all the way through it. Um, and you don't want them to just stick in their own headphones and listen to their own thing. Um, you want it to be a family car journey full of all the joys of arguments uh, that come with that. How do you, how do you begin to navigate that? Uh, it's well, it's just the the difficulty you face with so many things, isn't it? When your kids are starting to grow up and and enter different stages to each other and like different things, so I suppose. There's always the compromise, have a little listen to one thing and listen to another. But um, I don't know, I think I think it's, I find good music, find music that they do want to listen to and Christian music that they do want to listen to. The, the difficulty, uh, I'm not a big fan of Christian music. I'm just gonna come out and say that. Um, there's a lot of Christian music that I just think is a bit cheap and, isn't good quality music. And I think that's a shame. I think we should put our all into everything we do and do our best with everything. And there's just a lot of stuff that kind of just gets churned out. I guess the same as in the pop world, stuff gets churned out because it earns money. Um, but I don't think we should be about that as Christians. So, but there is some great Christian music out there as well. So find it, dig around, um, ask people, for advice and find things that you do like as a family. You know, we'll we'll listen to, uh, in inverted commas, adult music, um, but our kids uh, kids enjoy it as well. If it's good music, they'll enjoy it. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm just weird, but at 10 years old, I was sticking on Beatles vinyls and all sorts of things like that. If it's good music, kids will enjoy it. So I suppose there's a challenge. There's a chance to find good music and there's a challenge for musicians to write good music 
and for kids writers to write music that will appeal to different ages as well. Yeah, and I guess there's a sense now, isn't there, that um, with playlists, you, you could have a little family playlist where they each, you know, uh, you have a little discussion around uh, around what goes on it and um, quickly fill it up to the five hour car journey that you're facing it or, or whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. that's a good way. Or mixtape. Any old mixtape, yes. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. All about mixtape. With and you no longer do you get the kind of the, the loud bangs at the beginning and the end where you press the stop button, <laughs> um, as you kind of dubbed it. Brilliant. Oh, the joys of sticking tape over those little holes so you can oh, record yes. on it and things like that. Oh, you're taking me back now. Well, and having to make sure that yeah, you, know, you found a song that fitted the kind of two minute thirty eight seconds you've got left on the side. You couldn't just. Oh, you know, oh no, no, no. We just we just ended it halfway through the song. <laughs> and continue on the other side. <laughs> well, perhaps anyway, it'd be, perhaps, move, move us on. Yeah, perhaps it'd be good to um, uh, just give some recommendations of stuff that's worked uh, for us. Um, yeah, we keep talking about fine, good music, but what? Um, give me give me some examples for guys out there who maybe kids are younger. They're just beginning to get to the point where they're starting to think about what you can listen to on a car journey. What's worked with your families, um, or, or what's come out that you think is great? Um, Michael, tell us about you, tell us about your your stuff first of all. We should give we should give you a proper plug, really, for your for your work and your effort. Yeah, well, um, I've done five albums, I think now, and and there's various singles as well on Spotify and whatnot. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully there's something in there for everybody. And um, and again, so the way I do the albums, and this was taken from, I've taken a lot from Colin Buchanan. That's what, when our kids were really young, that they would listen to before I started writing. And um, and and he includes a lot of humour and and little bits of drama and talking. I think we've, I've done a lot more drama than probably Colin does. So there's little sketches in between songs, hopefully with enough uh, humour that adults will find it funny as well as kids so working on different levels kind of a bit like Simpsons and Muppets always do you can watch it at any age and get something out of it and uh, covered all sorts of themes and again from big bible themes to um, to some of the more uh, struggles in life and uh, dealing with death and loss and, and, and can, so I, can I just say it, it, it's those more it's it's those ones that where you're where you're dealing with those subjects that actually both my kids love and, and I could and I love. Um, he turned our he turned my tomb into a bed is one of our yeah favorites. that one's come become very popular I think. Um, and, yeah. and my son suddenly we we were in a kind of after school club and he was messing around with the laptop and put it on the put the YouTube up and of that up on the on the screen for everybody to kind of listen along to and so it's one that they go back to as well even though it's not even though it's not a kind of fun. Um, silly one, as much as they love those too. Yeah, it's it is interesting, and again, probably after Boom, that was one that was most requested on the the live stream. I don't know, people. Uh, yeah, kids, kids are emotional beings, and like I say, they deal with struggle and all of those things. They just often don't have the words to articulate it, and hopefully through song we can give them the gospel words so that they can understand and navigate through those. Do you Those know what that that is gold, Michael? If you don't listen to any other part of this podcast, replay that last sentence that Michael just put. They are emotional beings, but they don't always have the words, and therefore songs can help them to put the words to those their emotions. That's brilliant. Um, but keep going. What what else? Who else would you recommend um, parents, dads, particularly listening uh, to listen out for? 
Yeah, so, um, well, like I say, we listened to Colin Buchanan. I always enjoyed enjoyed his stuff. And, and there's heaps of albums these days. He's been doing it for donkey's years now. So loads of stuff that you can you can get from, from him. Uh, there's awesome cutlery or amazing appendages, as Mr. Grumpy calls them. Um, and uh, again, they've, they've done a couple of albums and very similar sort of style. Um, and, uh, and especially on their second album, there's lots of lovely musical references on there that I, I quite enjoyed. And um, who else? Oh, there's Slugs and Bugs. Uh, Randall, good game over in the States. That's much more Bible verses. So if you want to be memorizing scripture, that's kind of his big thing. Uh, Sovereign Grace Kids, uh, you know, they've done they've done some out there. Is it the, Theology? Theology is excellent. Right? Yeah, yeah, really enjoyed that. Um, but then, like I say, listening to listen to music that's written for adults as well, because it, it's it, it's all the same gospel. Um, and some of it might be I mean, the, the thing you can do with ad, writing music for adults is you can be a little bit more subtle um, uh, with kids. You need to lay it out a little bit straighter. But um, but there's still plenty of themes and ideas that you can be listened to. We we really love the stuff that the Rabbit Room um, uh, are, uh, well people involved in the Rabbit Room. So that's Andrew Peterson. He's kind of the brains behind it originally. Um, and uh, there's loads of musicians if you kind of they do they do spotify playlists and there's some really really good stuff jess ray uh, is a singer who's um this sometimes play the game of songs i wish i'd written uh, i don't know if you ever play that kind of game but um there's a song she wrote and the line is um it may be it may be uh let me get it right it may be too good to be understood but it's not too good to be true and and it's a song just go yeah about, about struggle but actually yeah there is this truth and i might it might be too good to under to really get my head round but it is true and i can hold on to that it's an absolutely beautiful song so yeah go find can it. we turn to the thorny issue um of uh, actions in kids songs oh um, man See, it, I mean, I, I mean, Ben had nearly stopped the recording at that point. I mean, because we do action songs in our church, and and um, it's this classic. I mean, obviously, if you're if you're driving in the car, action songs perhaps aren't the best thing for the driver. Um, but we and, and and I tend to kind of say, right, let's do. Yeah, if you know the actions for this one, um, and the kids just look at me, and the parents are like, yeah, come on, and they do the actions and the. <laughs> You, um, you have you have different parents. Uh, so what do you have, Ben? Do you have parents that won't and kids that will? No, we just have people who won't. <laughs> In the wrong context, it can be mind-numbingly embarrassing and awful. It's difficult, isn't it? I think I think I wonder whether those same kids. Well, I don't know. Maybe you can answer. Would the same kids? Have the same attitude if it was in a Sunday school group, would they be more inclined to join in, or is it is it because there's adults around, and the context they're all spread out? Um, that's a really that's a really good question actually. I mean, a good number of the kids um, are blood relatives of mine, <laughs> <laughs> and I think they would they would be the sort of people that would so that they have enjoyed. Um, they have enjoyed the like they've enjoyed Colin Buchanan and being at his kind of 
shows. Um, they've enjoyed being at awesome cutlery shows um, and, th and those kind of things, um, but in a watching capacity rather than a joining in with actions thing. It's just that maybe they, they must have got that from their mother. <laughs> well, and, and yeah, and kids are different, aren't they? And, and that's fine. And in a show context, that's no problem because people come with an expectation that it's going to be ridiculous and you've got the guy up at the front giving it absolutely everything. And it's, it's his song, so that works. Whereas you've got the vicar or whatever up at the front who's maybe not, well, not a kid's worker and yeah. Trying very hard. Trying very, Trying very hard. hard. And to be honest, I, I often think, so whenever I'm standing in the congregation and there's actions, I really don't want to do them. And then I'm thinking people looking at me going, hang on, but he's the guy who goes and sings songs and does waves his arms around. Why is he not doing anything? So I just then get super embarrassed um about that whereas up on the stage i'll wave my arms around no problem so okay my my solution to this is doing makaton or sign language you know i was going to mention that that's interesting okay go on tell us about makaton sign language Michael. or fakaton as my version is um it's a mixture of actual makaton and stuff i've made up i think the so so i think it's it's really good to do something physical because it ups the energy. It involves some people who maybe don't know the words yet. Um, and so th there's lots of good reasons for doing something physical. Um, but the thing with doing some sort of signing is, well, one, it's, inc it's inclusive. So if there, if there is anybody with special needs and so on, then it's a way of involving them and helping them to communicate. Um, but it also has it has well it has more structure to it so there's a reason why you do those signs rather than somebody has just made up some ridiculous waving arms thing um and uh, and it has purpose so so there's a reason we're doing this rather than we've just got to do some actions hey let's all look ridiculous it's actually as well as sing saying singing the words i'm also communicating the words with my hands so I, I just think it, it gives purpose to it. And so I think legitimizes the waving of your hands a little bit more than just doing some random actions. You've sold it. You've sold it to me. I think, um, I think that's something we're going to need to try. I have been kind of watching it and kind of thinking, oh, goodness, but I don't know it. I don't, I can't, um, you know, I don't really know any sign language. How do I, how do I lead a church in Makaton sign language? I mean, where, where would you start and something like that, Michael? Well, so, uh, little plug on my music videos on YouTube there uh, I get somebody to do Makaton signing for it so there's there's some ready-made songs with Makaton that you can go to um, youtube.com forward slash Michael J Tinko so uh, yeah but and and once you get the hang of it I mean like I say mine's kind of fake Tom so there's there's occasions where I will make up a sign but I try and think about it or it's a slight adaptation of, of Makaton um, but once you get the hang of a few few things, it's it's relatively simple. And uh, like I say, it, you know, you, the, the sign for Jesus is pointing to the middle of your hands, like there's holes in your hands. Um, so you're immediately talking, you're showing what Jesus did. He died on the cross in the sign for Jesus, which is lovely. Um, so, yeah, it, it doesn't take very long. There are courses that you can do um, and there's there's heaps of videos or go you might not like it, go watch mr tumble um 
because that's all Makaton. So, uh, so in fact, there's a whole generation of kids who have learned Makaton just by watching CBeebies. Amazing. Okay. Okay. That, that's helpful. Thank you. Yeah, I think I, I think that's a really good um, a, a really good push in the right direction. We the uh, ch church I was involved in for a long time, but we, before we planted, um, we have a, a BSL worker um, who signs most of the services now. Um, and it is there is there is something strikingly beautiful about um, words being expressed it, because it is it, they are the words being expressed in a language. And I remember being really struck um, by uh, so the city of light Connie Buchanan song Jesus Strong and Kind, which if you haven't come across is kind of a good hybrid between sort of child friendly but adult singable and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and the the BSL signing for that is. Is, is beautiful when you get to that kind of the, the final verse where um, you've been signing about how we can always, you know, we can always come to Jesus through the first few verses. And then the, the final one is the reverse sign because it's Jesus coming to us. And it kind of, and, it, and it's stunning. It's really beautiful. and just kind of brings, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you've had your, the motion of kind of, you know, we can always come to Jesus. With all kinds of, and then Jesus comes to, and you're like, Ah, and, it, and actually, it really it really adds something rather than just a chump at the front waving his arms around to keep the kids entertained. I remember um, so during lockdown, the the church that we're at had done you know one of these videos where everybody had joined in, and there was somebody doing Macton for it, or or possibly sign. I'm not sure which, um, but it was um, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, Till he returns, it calls me home. What's that song? Um, in Christ Alone, Christ Alone. Just, the, uh, the most famous song in yeah, the, yeah. Last, <laughs> the last 20 years. Yeah, yeah which I've of course sung loads of times. Um, it's going to be difficult for the people on the podcast to uh, try and describe it. But on the until till he returns, he kind of pointed a finger and it came down to the middle. And then he calls me home, kind of had another finger and kind of pinched that finger and took it up. And I, that moved me more than anything else in the song. Just this idea of Jesus coming and uh, and taking me home, kind of taking me by the, oh, it's, it's getting me now, just taking me by the hand and taking me home. And that was just a very simple signing. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think there's huge, huge value, even, even for those who, you know, uh, let alone those who actually do communicate with Macton or BSL. Um, for the rest of us, yeah, like you say, it, it can take it to another level and it takes it away from cheese. That's interesting that it's a very visual way of communicating the words and the, the emotion of the of the song as well, and, and uh, both for adults and, and for children too. Um, what would you say, so I guess, how would you encourage a dad whose kids don't enjoy singing? I mean, particularly in church, how, you know, what would you say? It's hard, isn't it? Um, I guess I, I want to know if they don't enjoy singing in general or whether it's just a church thing. And then I'd want to ask. So if they do, you know, if they're at home and you stick on um, something that, you know, anything else and they'll sing along to that. OK, well, they can sing and they enjoy singing. So clearly it's something about the context. Is it that they're embarrassed? 
Um, are they worried about people hearing their voice there? So I'd, I'd want to try and just ask the kids, you know, what, 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 why, don't you, why don't you sing? And then talk about the importance of it. So it's not just about you, it's encouraging other people around you when you sing. Um, don't worry about what you sound like. Um, God's not bothered about what you sound like. It's a great way of communicating to God how we feel. Um, and it's a great way of learning as well. And the Bible commands us to do it. So, um, so you can talk about that with your kids. Uh, but yeah, get to the bottom of why, why it is they're not singing. And it might be your example. So if you stand there not really opening your mouth, you can't expect your kids to. So maybe give it a bit more oomph. That's a, that's a great point, isn't it? So, you know, dads, don't be afraid. Just, just sing. Um, you're showing your kids how to do it. Um, so don't, yeah, just get on and do it. Don't worry about it. Brilliant. Michael, thank you so much um, for joining us for these two episodes. Um, I hope you've really enjoyed listening to, uh, to that uh, wisdom. Do check out Michael's stuff um, on his website. Um, oh, I also, so I should say, mm. I do have a podcast. And his, and his podcast. It's only got one series at the moment. There will be more to follow. Cross-podding. And that's for, that's for children, what, so, for families, yeah, for to, families listen to. to listen to together. So there's a bit of me and Mr. Grumpy, a bit of jokes, a bit of big Bible questions, a song. And in the first series, there's um, an episode each time of my audio adventure, which was written by James Carey and where we go to Dendros. Great. So great for a car journey um, yeah. for half term or Easter, Easter holidays, maybe, um, or uh, those school school runs that you go on. So do do check out Michael. Some um, a lot of his songs are, are just beautiful and uh, and grace filled um, scripture saturated songs. So um, check out all that he does in his ministry. Thank you so much for joining us today. If uh, we'd love you to get in touch with us, do check out our website at everydaydadding.com or email us at everydaydadding at gmail.com. Let us know what we should be talking about, uh, what you struggle with as a dad or we love a little bit of input on. Um, do share it with other dads who you think would find it helpful and, um, and we'll, we will see you next time. But for now, bye-bye. and it's great that you could join us again and this is my friend oh, ben, I, mean, I don't know which one you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> do you see why this takes us so long Michael? we barely well, get any of these episodes out and they're only 20 minutes long well, there's three, there's three of us here I have, to, I have to work with this fella there's three there's three of us here you can't introduce me you can't just say I'm here with my friend that, that means oh, one of us right. isn't yeah, but, but we haven't introduced Michael yet okay let's start again it was fairly obvious what I was doing if you have any brains out. here we go <laughs> can't say that. That's rude. <laughs> true, true. Shame Stupid. on you. Shame. <laughs> <laughs>